Have you ever wanted something so bad and you begged your parents and they said, oh, we can't afford it. That means they didn't have the money to get it. And then you felt embarrassed and ashamed, especially at school. And even sometimes kids might have made fun of you, right? Well, I hope you've never made fun of somebody else for that reason. Well, listen to this story today. It's called Those Shoes. And it's about a little boy who wanted a certain pair of shoes so bad because everybody else had them. And his shoes were in bad shape and he needed some. Those Shoes by Marybeth Bolts, illustrated by Noah Z. Jones. I have dreams about those shoes. Black high tops, two white stripes. Grandma, I want them. There's no room for want around here. Just need, Grandma says. And what you need are new boots for winter. Brandon T. comes to school in those shoes. He says he's the fastest runner now, not me. I was always the fastest runner before those shoes came along. Nate comes to school in those shoes. Antonio and I count how many times Nate goes to the bathroom. Seven times in one day, just so he can walk up and down the hall real slow. Next, Alan Jacoby and Terrence each get a pair. Then one day, in the middle of kickball, one of my shoes comes apart. Looks like you could use a new pair, Jeremy, Mr. Alfrey, the guidance counselor says. He brings out a box of shoes and other stuff he has for kids who need things. He helps me find the only shoes that are my size, Velcro, like the ones my little cousin Marsha wears. They have an animal on them from a cartoon I don't think any kid ever watched. When I come back to the classroom, Alan Jacoby takes one look at my Mr. Alfrey shoes and laughs. So do Terrence and Brandon T. and everyone else. The only kid not laughing is Antonio Parker. At home, Grandma says, How kind of Mr. Alfrey. I nod and turn my back. I'm not going to cry about any dumb shoes. But when I'm writing my spelling words later, every word looks like the word shoes. And my grip is so tight on my pencil, I think it might bust. On Saturday, Grandma says, Let's check out those shoes. You're wanting them so much, and I've got a little money set aside. It might be enough. You never know. At the shoe store, Grandma turns those shoes over so she can check the price. When she sees it, she sits down heavy. Maybe they wrote it down wrong, I say. Grandma shakes her head. Then I remember the thrift shops. What if there's a rich kid who outgrew his or got two pair for Christmas and had to give one of them away? We ride the bus to the first thrift shop. Black cowboy boots, pink slippers, sandals, high heels, every kind of shoes except the ones I want. We ride the bus to the second thrift shop. Not a pair of those shoes in sight. Around the corner is the third thrift shop. I see something in the window. Black shoes, 
with two white stripes, high tops, perfect shape, $2.50. Those shoes! My heart is pounding hard as I take off my shoes and hitch up my baggy socks. How exciting, Grandma says. What size are they? I shove my foot into the first shoe, curling my toes to get my heel in. I don't know, but I think they fit. Grandma kneels on the floor and feels for my toes at the end of the shoe. Oh, Jeremy, she says. I can't spend good money on shoes that don't fit. I pull the other shoe on and try to walk around. They're okay, I say, holding my breath and praying that my toes will fall off right then and there. But my toes don't fall off. I buy them anyway with my own money, and I squeeze them on and limp to the bus stop. At home a few days later, Grandma puts a new pair of snow boots in my closet and doesn't say a word about my two big feet shuffling around in my two small shoes. Sometimes shoes stretch, I say. Grandma gives me a hug. I check every day, but those shoes don't stretch. I have to wear my Mr. Alfreys to school instead. One day during math class, I glance at Antonio's shoes. One of them's taped up, and his feet look smaller than mine. After school, I head to the park to think. Antonio is there the only kid who didn't laugh at my Mr. Alfrey's shoes. We shoot baskets. A loose piece of tape on Antonio's shoe smacks the concrete every time he jumps. I think, I'm not going to do it. We leap off the swings. I'm not going to do it. We race from one end of the playground to the other. I'm not going to do it, I say. Do what, Antonio says, breathing hard. Grandma calls me for supper and invites Antonio over, too. After supper, he spies my shoes. How come you don't wear them? Antonio asks. I shrug. My hands are sweaty. I can feel him wishing those shoes were his. That night, I'm awake for a long time thinking about Antonio. When morning comes, I try on my shoes one last time. Before I can change my mind... The shoes are in my coat. Snow is beginning to fall as I run across the street to Antonio's apartment. I put the shoes in front of his door, push the doorbell, and run. At school, Antonio is smiling big in his brand new shoes. I feel happy when I look at his face and mad when I look at my Mr. Alfrey's shoes. But later, when it's time for recess, something happens. Everywhere, there is snow. Leave your shoes in the hall and change into your boots, the teacher announces. Leave your shoes in the hall. It's then I remember that I have in my backpack new boots. New black boots that no kid has ever worn before. Standing in line to go to recess, Antonio leans forward and says, Thanks. I smile and give him a nudge. Let's race! The end. Now, wasn't that such a good story? He shared the new shoes with a friend who was really worse off than him. 
See, sometimes we don't look around and see the needs of others. All we see is what we want. But you know what? Sometimes what we want will be somebody else's need. And that's when it's best to give. Then you can give of what you have to someone who really needs it more than you. And then you've made a friend for life. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.